Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles. This is episode 128, Magic Box. This is the last episode of 2020, good people. Oh, what a year it has been. Who would have thought that we would be in the middle of a damn pandemic, in the house, lockdown, New Year's Eve, with nowhere to go. So now we have confined to our own spaces and... We are just, Lord, what can we say? I'm just thankful, Lord. That's all. I'm just thankful. I don't even think I have no New Year resolutions this year because I am just thankful. I'm just thankful to still be working. Thankful that they're going to send me that $600. Just thankful. Thankful. Thank you. Thank you for my friends, my family, everybody. Just, I'm just thankful, Lord. I'm just thankful. So, the last episode of 2020, we're going to go out with a bang, guys. And we're going to welcome 2021 <laughs> with open arms. <laughs> okay? So, let's get into the show. So, we have Damn America. 2020 may be coming to an end, but what exactly is in store for 2021? So, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We've been in the pandemic now for almost nine, ten months. I've been home Working from home since March. So we have been in the middle of this thing for a while. Um, Everyone was thinking, come 2021, this thing is going to be done. The virus is going to be under control. Doesn't doesn't look that way. Looks like when 2021 comes, we're going to be in the same position. I know California is still going to be at a stay-at-home order. Maryland and D.C., I don't know what they're doing. Inauguration is supposed to be kind of like, <clears throat> it's a lot. The presidential uh, election is still up in arms with Trump and his shenanigans. So 2021 is just going to be a year that I'm going to say that we unfortunately should not expect too much. I think with 2020, we put all these high expectations. We had all these things and we were just so excited. And then we got disappointed. I feel like the new year came. <laughs> then it was like January, February, and March. We were shut down. Like all our, everything just like flashed before our eyes. Like I just remember hearing about the coronavirus, talking about it in the group chat with my friends. And I I was thinking, I'm like, you know, am I reaching if I say that this plague is almost like 
God, you know, when God was in Egypt and like, like, is it like, cause you know, it was so many things going around with like black people couldn't get it. And you know, when God was in Egypt, he had put the blood over, you know, certain people's houses and the, the plague had like went past their houses. They were like, no, Shay, you're reaching. That's not what this is. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay. So then, you know, people were still going out. It was like black people couldn't get it. It was in Africa. Next thing I know, Merlin had his first case. I said, oh, well, I'll be damned. And it was over from there. You know, I we didn't really get to enjoy 2020 like we were so excited for 2020 to come and soon as it comes we didn't get to enjoy it we didn't have a summer we didn't we didn't have anything so 2021 me personally when I'm you know when I have in store for 2021 is I just want everyone um you know, I'm I'm just really going in being thankful. I'm thankful that I was able to still keep my job through the midst of all of this, able to work from home, um, able to protect myself if I do, you know, travel out. Um, my friends are able to protect themselves, family, you know, and I think with going into 2021, I think we have also kind of have an understanding that, and if you haven't understand it by now, that politicians, the government ain't shit, okay? They don't care about the people. America has shown so many colors and, you know, Unfortunately, with majority of the colors that they have shown, some are things that we can control and some are things that we cannot control. You know, unfortunately, in 2021, black people are still fighting for injustice. Black people are still fighting against police brutality. You know, black people are still fighting to just be accepted. And we just really learned so much in 2020. Like if you haven't taken anything out of this whole experience with the pandemic just being locked down I don't know what the hell you've been doing but we have really been through a lot and I think 2021 I'm just like I said I'm just so thankful I'm so grateful um you know I haven't set any new year's resolutions for myself going to 2021 because 2020 has just been a hell of a year and I just you know I just, I'm, I'm just honestly speechless going into 2021. Like I'm, on, I'm honestly speechless. You know, I know everyone wants the world to get back, but unfortunately, the way things are going, you know, I don't think that will ever be right now. Um, so I just think in 2021, we should, you know, continue to work on ourselves, continue to grow in friendships, continue to grow in relationships. And just also continue to make sure we keep that close relationship with God. Um, because this has been a real big testimony with 2020. And I feel that everyone unfortunately hasn't picked up on what the testimony is. But those that have, they understand. And I think going into 2021, 
unfortunately, it sucks to say, don't go in with no high hopes, you know, go in, go in with your head held high, of course, go in with those goals, of course, go in with those ambitions. But if you're going into 2021, thinking that everything is going to go back to normal, we're going to be back outside and this, that, and the third, even though Atlanta has been back outside, even though Atlanta has been popping and doing whatever, I just think that there's not going to be no new normal. There's not going to be any of that come 2021. So as much as we want 2020 to leave because it was just such a horrific year, um, I just hope people don't lose focus on things that they were, you know, grateful for and thankful for in that year. So I think we kind of lose sight of that. I think, you know, it's pretty much like, oh my God, this year was so bad. Like, let's get rid of it. Da, 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 da. And then we get rid of it. And then look where we are. So 2021, hey, um, I, I don't know. Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, we will see that, you know, that first day starts on New Year's Day. So we'll see how everything plays out, how everything goes. I know the months have been going by so fast. Like, who would have thought that we'll be here at New Year's Eve, you know? So all I can do is just say and, you know, pray for everybody. Pray for everyone that has, you know, lost their jobs during 2020. And pray that in 2021, you know, the good Lord has a lot of good things in store for you. So we'll see. Um, so our other damn America top damn America topic is here are the top saddest black political moments of 2020. So <sighs> I think um I'm gonna do, you know, five of them, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um they're not gonna be in any order, um, to me. Um The first one for me would be Ice Cube. So, you know, a lot of people came at Ice Cube. A lot of people had a lot of things to say about Ice Cube because he, people assumed that he met with Donald Trump, the Republican Party, but in all nationality, that's not what happened. Um... He got a lot of backlash from that. A lot of people, you know, said he was canceled, all these things. And then we had Lil Wayne came out and 50 Cents came out. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it was a lot going on with that. Um, when Lil Wayne, you know, showed his support with supporting Trump, a lot of people were just like, you know, he's canceled. This is crazy. You know, this, that, and the third, it was a lot. And, you know, you had Ice Cube. He, you know, people claimed that he endorsed Trump's platinum plan and all this other stuff. But the thing about it is with Ice Cube is he actually reached out to both parties. He wanted to promote his contract with Black America. And, you know, he pushed back when um, President Trump 
son, Eric Trump, attempted to turn his statements into like a full endorsement thing. So it was like, you know, that was a little bit crazy. But people still, you know, dragged Ice Cube uh, for being inconsistent with his statements. And, you know, they came at him about his treatment towards um, Kamala Harris and um, Joe Biden. And I understood what Ice Cube was trying to do, you know. I, I always say this, you know, black people, we go out here, we're voting off of emotions, we're voting because, you know, we see Trump and we can't stand him. He's this racist, this, that, and the third. But really and truly, when you ask people, you know, why do you not like him? Nobody can really give a good five five legit reasons you know everyone whole reason was we have to get Trump out of office we have to get Trump out of office but nobody was really sitting down and thinking like okay well well, if we got to get Trump out of office what are these other politicians that we are trying to get into office what are they going to do for black America and that is kind of what Ice Cube was trying to present and the media you know switched it it got flipped all these different times and it just went way over what was supposed to be, you know, done or said or whatever. Then, you know, we had 50 cents because he was talking about the whole Joe Biden tax plan. Then we got, you know, of course I said Little Wayne. So, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I just, you know, that was like the first, That that's the first moment. That was a lot. That was the first moment, you know, Little Wayne, Lil Wayne didn't even have a, like a whole stance on the whole Black Lives Matter thing. So I didn't really expect much from Wayne. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really shocked with that one. Um, so the number two thing would be my good man, Kanye West. His whole presidential campaign launch. So, you know, Kanye, you know, he's always been the one to like, you know, his famous thing when he called out George W. Bush for not caring about black people. You know, but he came along these last couple of months and years and he showed his endorsement to Trump uh, by wearing the Make America Great Again hat. Um, He had some certain things to say. People thought that we're ignorant about black history and you know, then he he went on this whole, as people can say, this rant in South Carolina about abortion and, you know, all of that about Kim and North and all of that stuff. Um, some people thought it was a publicity stunt. Uh, some people thought, you know, Trump was using him to, you know, get the black vote or stray votes from Joe Biden or whatever. Um, the thing I want people to understand with Kanye West, and I think people like still don't understand it to some extent. Kanye West is what you call, and Damon Dash is this also, a free thinker. Free thinkers don't think of how people want them to think. They think outside of the box. They think different than other people. And with some of the things that Kanye was saying, it was like, you know, people just took clips from here and there. And they just went off those clips instead of actually looking at the full video of things, full concept, full context of things. And I say that to say, 
when he made the whole Harriet Tubman comment, I actually went back and looked at, looked at the full video of what he was saying and when and how he said it and how he explained it. I was just like, okay, yay, I, I get what you're going with this. I understand the whole thing with you know. Slavery is a choice thing. People just saw that on TMZ. They took the guy who worked at TMZ. They listened to him. And they're just like, okay, they listened to him because he was there. But it's like, okay, you didn't really read the full transcript of what he meant. Then it was like when he met with President Trump, that was a full transcript. But people were just taking clips. So when it comes to Kanye West, I don't think he means wrong. I think he does mean well. But... With the type of person and type of thinking that he does, people really have to sit down and kind of put it and piece it together. And unfortunately, some people don't have time for that. They just want you to, you know, get to the point, explain yourself. But with him, unfortunately, you know, he he suffers from a mental condition. He's bipolar, you know, so it's a lot of things with that. And I commend Kim Kardashian because even through it all, she supported him. Um, she stood by him no matter what things came her way, no matter what they felt or, you know, what people thought or said about her. She didn't give up on him. So I appreciated that. But <laughs> his presidential campaign was a hot ass mess. Uh, we can say that for sure. But he didn't even get on the ballot. Um, people were writing his name in. I mean, just like people wrote their name in for Obama when Hillary was running. So, you know, he had a couple of fans out there. Um, it was a lot of questions with his campaign. I, I, I didn't really know, you know, <laughs> how he was doing with that. But I do think that Kanye... Um, when he gets into his right, you know, frame, I do think that he will decide to run for president. I do think that. Um, but I don't know if I will vote for him. I don't think I will, but we'll see. Um, so our third moment will be Herman Cain. May he rest in peace. So his whole, you know, he died of COVID-19. Um, I felt like he was exploited by the Republican, uh, people that, deny that COVID was real. Um, Herman, he he remained loyal. Like he was a loyal, he person to Trump. He defended Trump and he remained loyal to the end. Um, but with that loyalty, he unfortunately paid a price and that was his life because, you know, he attended one of Trump's rallies. You, you know, he see there, he's seen there in the rally with no mask. Um, and then he ends up testing positive for COVID after he went to those events. And then he died in late July. So the thing about it is people, <laughs> people with this whole COVID thing, they don't take it serious, unfortunately, until it affects someone that's close to them or affects them personally. And I felt that's how it was with um, Herman. Um, I felt like he downplayed it, you know, made it not such a big thing. And unfortunately, he had underlying health issues and boom. And 
The fact that, you know, a lot of this virus was on, you know, black people passing and affecting us so much, you would have thought he would have been a little bit more cautious, but he wasn't. Um, so that right there was just like, that was the icing on the cake for the year because baby, no, nobody probably wouldn't ever thought that that would have occurred. Like nobody would have ever had put that together that Herman Cain, okay, <laughs> that he would unfortunately pass away of COVID and he never, you know, never took it serious. So he downplayed it every chance he could get. He was there in them crowds, but them people were Trump. And quite frankly, it was a hot ass mess. It was a hot mess. So may he rest in peace. Um, so the fourth moment here is Republicans use Senator Tom Scott to avoid real progress on race. So he was a South Carolina senator, uh, he was the only black Republican in the United States Senate that couldn't be easily, nor I guess, let me take that back. He, he represented a state where it was very hard for a black person to win an election. So he used all different type of things. Um, he, you know, he pushed for party towards criminal justice reform. Um, he helped pass uh, federal anti-lynching legislation. But then he went to like call for the GOP to become serious about the race, but it got ignored by his Republican colleagues. And the worst thing is that the Republicans from Trump to, I think, Pence and Mitch McConnell, they used him as their Republican black friend. Okay. So, you know, they claim that the Republicans are somehow doing a good job on the race while the GOP actually goes on or whatever, the, you know, whatever the heck they want to do. So pretty much they kind of like used Tim Scott. They used Scott as a GOP black friend. It was on full display um, at the Republican National Convention. Uh, he did a speech um, talking about the best Republican. Let me see. They said his speech, he did a good job making the best Republican argument possible, pointing to his own family, saying they went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And arguing that America had not fully achieved racial equality, but had moved in the right direction. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, so <laughs> he, he was just pretty much being used. Um, he... <laughs> Watching him, I was just like, okay, where did they get? Like, really? Really? This is what we're doing here. But um, but initially, throughout the whole, like, Republican convention, they did bring out black politicians that denied, you know, Trump's racism while the Democrats, okay, while they accused the Democrats of being true racists instead. So, you know, they used the token black friend card and bought him out and he just looked crazy as shit. So, hmm. but the top five moment would have to be Daniel Cameron. And Daniel Cameron is the Kentucky attorney general. And he also was at the Republican National Convention in August, um, which black people went crazy for that. 
Um, because you know, not one time did he mention Brianna Taylor's name during the whole speech. It it was a mess. Um and by that time we were already fed up with his ass anyway because he he pussyfoot around when it came to the investigation with Brianna Taylor. Um you know, we were we were kind of suspicious that, you know, he was using the case to kind of like pretty much move up the ladder with Trump, you know, allies and with the whole Republican establishment. Like he was using that the case to build himself up. Um, you know, a lot of people are still fighting for this justice for her. You know, I saw that they, you know, fired the officers, but that don't do nothing. You know, he covered up a lot of things, uh, when it came to the whole jurors, um, um, I'm sorry, with the whole jury. Um, he, you know, he held a press conference where he announced that there was going to be no charges, um, evolving Brianna Taylor when we clearly can see the body cam video that was just horrific and sad um it was a lot and you know it still is a lot and you know people called him a sellout uh you know Megan Thee Stallion when she did her performance through Saturday Night Live you know she came at him so a lot of people were really still you know coming at him and still coming at him to this day um he still hasn't, you know, brought any charges to the officers. And, you know, it's just like, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> this moment wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a positive one for him. Um, it wasn't one that people love people accepted it it was one that you know he's bullshit but the thing about it is you know all kin folk ain't skin folk no all skin folk ain't kin folk and dr boyce Watkins, he put something on twitter the other day that said you know most of these black politicians are just um uh, um, you know how they say people are blackface, but he was saying like most of the black politicians are in whiteface. And when he, when I saw that tweet, I'm like, yo, this is some deep shit because, you know, we look at Daniel Cameron, he's married to a white woman, it, you know, he didn't have no sympathy. And I think he was, you know, he, he should have been actually, he should have been top, he should have been in the, he should have covered all top of the saddest um, black political moments. He should have been number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five. Cause it was just horrible. It was terrible. Um, so, you know, still to this day, you know, we're fighting Breonna Taylor, you know, still to this day, Tamir Rice, he won't get any justice. The officers won't be charged for his case. So, you know, like I said, you know, going into 2021, black people, you know, unfortunately I know everyone has goals and new year's resolutions. Those are great, but you know, Black people, we're going into every year, every new year with the same things that keep occurring to us and the same emotions, the same frustrations. And it's just like you ask yourself, why and when is this going to stop? And, you know, like I said, um, you know, last on the last um, episode, 
You know, y'all got to start voting these weak ass, old ass people into office. You know, another thing that black people do, and I'm, I don't want to come down on my people, but we have to stop voting because someone looks like us or voting because, you know, we feel that this person is for the people. Everybody ain't for the people. Hell, your own people ain't for the people sometimes. So we really have to, you know, go into these situations with our emotions you know, to the side. And we have to be able to pivot and, you know, navigate through this thing called life with an understanding that America, unfortunately, and the politicians, unfortunately, are not for us. And this is a shame, you know, that I even had to go through and uh, outline the the top, you know, political moments of 2020. Like, and it's damn near black people on there, you know? So, Hopefully, you know, come 2021, it can be different Um, right now. Who knows? Because, you know, Mitch McConnell, he's not even trying to give people $2,000. So it's a a mess. It's a mess. But, you know, hey, we're going to go into this thing being thankful, being grateful. And we're going to go into 2021 just, you know, like Rihanna says, shining bright like a diamond. Okay. Uh, So... Those are our damn America topics. So let's get into our rising star. So our rising star is Joseph Harris. So Joseph Harris is 29. And he is a creative artist. He No, he's an agent at a creative artist agency in California. So he is a Southern California native. He started off working part-time at Costco after college before beginning at CAA in 2013 and working his way up to agent. In his first two years at the Post, he secured major residency deals for both Cardi B and Ludacris. And in the past 12 months, he's negotiated eight figures worth of deals. So shout out to Joseph Harris. We lift you up, good brother, black excellence. He has the Bachelor of Arts and Science from Arizona State University. So yes, shout out to that good brother. All right, y'all. So Let's get into the twerk something segment of 2020, okay? The last twerk something segment of 2020. Eh, 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 eh. Woo! Where do we begin, Lord? Where do we begin? Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, they got this thing called Clubhouse. Clubhouse is really neat, y'all. Like, if you've never been on there, it's beautiful. Everyone's just on there talking. Um, you can do a lot of, you know, entrepreneurship things on there, um, different rooms. It's nice. Apparently, Meek Mills is in a room, in a room, and he goes off again on Clubhouse. This is like his second, third, fourth, fifth. I don't know how many times, but the people are quite uh, what you call sick in his ass. Um, I wasn't in the room because I am on Clubhouse, but from what I'm hearing, this time Meek didn't do anything wrong, but it was a hot ass mess. You know, he was up in there yelling, screaming. I'm convinced that Meek likes to yell. I'm convinced because he yells in his music. He yells when he raps. And he was yelling in that damn room. And I don't know what he was yelling about, but I think it was a couple of Philly people in there. They was going off on his ass. Poor Meek. I just hope in 2021, Lord, that Meek can just... I don't know what he can do, child. I just need him to just maybe go on vacation. Maybe that's what he need to do. Because right now, whatever he doing ain't working for him, child. He's just all over the place. All over the place. 
And speaking of all over the place, my man Future said it best, okay? This shit, she for the streets, okay? Lori Harvey is for the streets. Not only... <laughs> oh, Lord. Now Lori Harvey is dating Michael B. Jordan, child. And Michael B. Jordan is so damn fine, y'all. But I'm glad because I was a little bit scared about him because I think he was, you know, into European girls. But then now he walking around with Lori Harvey. It's been a New Year's together. Listen, Lori Harvey. And you know, I want to come at nobody for doing what they want to do with their vagina. But Lori Harvey vagina, baby, it has to be running mouse. Okay. She was just two, what, a month ago with Akon's brother. She just broke up a future. But let me tell you something. I have always told y'all, and this is always to be true. But I don't know if it's going to be true on this time. Lori Harvey always knows where to go back home. And when I mean back home, I don't mean her daddy house. I don't mean her house. I mean she she know how to go back to future. Okay? She always ends back up. And he always ends back up. But this time, y'all, I think it's a little bit different. Future's with his little cute little chocolate thing, Desi. And she with Michael Jordan. This is, this is a little bit different here. You know, Michael B. Jordan is on a whole different type of caliber of men. Men. Um, you know, I love Future. Future ain't shit. I can say that. You know, he my brother. I can say it. You know, he's my brother. I have most of them. You know, most of my brothers, they ain't shit. You know, so I can say that. But Michael B. Jordan, baby, he's on a whole different caliber. Okay. So, honestly, honestly, even though I said Lori Harvey pussy got mouse. Homegirl actually hit the jackpot, y'all, because Michael B. Michael B. Jordan is fine, okay? Now, y'all know Lori, she was engaged before to a little soccer player, and I don't know what happened with that. So, I'm not saying that her and Michael B. Jordan may be getting, you know, may, you know, get engaged or whatever, but I do see the relationship lasting for a long period of time. I do see that. I do see that happening. I do see that occurring. And to be honest with you, I'm quite happy for them. But I do see that this is, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. They're they're definitely taking it to the next to the next level, for sure. Um <laughs> speaking of relationships, Lord Lord, these celebrities, Lord, you know, I wouldn't have a twerk something segment if it weren't for them and I wasn't nosy as shit. But, um, why, Rihanna? Why, Rie? Why? Okay, first of all, Rihanna, you ain't give us no music, bitch. You're going to now give us a cookbook. Okay, we ain't never seen you cook. We ain't never seen you do no tutorials. I ain't never seen you in the kitchen, bitch. I ain't never seen you do nothing. Then on top of all that, bitch, you are dating ASAP Rocky out of all the niggas. It's like, okay, it's like you know how you out with your girlfriends or whatever. And, you know, you run into that one nigga, that one nigga, that one nigga. And you're like, damn, why did I get, why did I have sex with that? Like, oh, you know, it's like you made a mistake. Like, God damn. That's how I look at this with Rihanna. Rihanna, out of all the niggas that you could have been with, bitch. Out of all the niggas. I mean, you could have went back to Chris Brown, bitch, okay? The hell, you could have went back to Drake, bitch. Out of all the 
naked that you done dated out of all of them. You done gone back to Ace the Rocky out of all the naked. Out of all the naked. I'm telling y'all, this is just like when you did something wrong and you ain't mean to do it, but it's just like you look and you like, damn, out of all the niggas, this the nigga I done did it. Like, this the nigga that I decide. Oh my God. I don't know what it is, y'all. I'm not feeling the couple. I can't stand it. I see, you know, in the comments, everybody like, oh my God, they look so good. Maybe it's because they got fashion in common. But I'm telling you, her and Chris Brown, I'm telling you, and I've said this before. If Chris Brown and her didn't have that altercation, they will be the hottest couple right now. It wouldn't be no Sweetie and Quavo. It wouldn't be no Cardi being offset. They will be the hottest couple. But she done went and fucking twerking and fucking cooking. Whatever the fuck she doing with this ASAP Rocky. The thing about ASAP Rocky and why Rihanna should... Rihanna is all about women empowerment, black women, girls, all of this. That, him, on the other hand, if you go look at all his, like, interviews and stuff, he's downplaying dark-skinned girls. He's, you know, downplaying all of this. He's a mess. But when his ass got in trouble over there, he needed everybody and he wanted everybody and all this other stuff. Oh, my, oh, my God. I can't stand it. I can't stand. But out of all the niggas, this the nigga she chose. Out of all the niggas. Out of all the niggas. And we ain't never going to get no music. We ain't never. I ain't never. I ain't never seen nobody. Ever. 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 Ain't never give us no music like this. Okay, this bitch done gave us lingerie. This bitch done gave us makeup. This bitch done gave us skincare. Now the bitch is giving us a cookbook. Next thing we know, this bitch is going to give us her own air fryer or candles or fucking robes or fitness balls. Okay, where the fuck is the music? Where the music? You know, and then she had a rich man. Y'all, I just don't know what to do, Lord. I'm not going to let my bro pressure get up, Lord. Don't let it get up, Lord. Don't, Don't let it get up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Lord, why, Ree? Why? 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 You know, then we got people like Masika. She's engaged and she's over fatty. Talking about she known this man for 10 years and she didn't do this with him and do that with him, bitch. Okay. And the thing I don't like about her is she always got a reason for something and her reason is just be like, girl, what? Okay. Pretty much, you done got ran through. Now that you finished getting ran through, you done went back to the guy that waited for you supposedly 10 years. Girl, he ain't wait for you for no 10 years, okay? And then on top of that, y'all just started back dating. So now he just proposed to you. Moving right along. Um, hmm. You know, Real Housewives of Potomac, it was the reunion part three. You know? It was good. The reunion was good. The season was good. I'm over Monique. I, you know, can't do Monique because I have been a Real Housewives Potomac fan from season one. And I already know about Monique. Ashley Darby is something else too. Giselle, let me tell you about Giselle. Giselle will always be messy. And Andy loves the mess. He lives for it. He's a queen. He loves it. 
You know, I kept seeing people talking about, oh, I'm believing everything that Nene's saying because Andy's being this and Andy's, Andy ain't doing shit that he ain't never done on no franchise. He's holding people accountable for their actions and things that they have done. If you have watched any other franchise, that's exactly what he does. He did it on New York. He has done it on Married to Medicine. He has done it on After Deck. He has done it on Vanderpump Rules. He has done it on Real Housewives of Beverly every franchise, okay? And the thing that I don't like about Monique is this. Girl, you bought this binder and you only opened it one time to give us information that we already knew, okay? Then nobody brought up your kid. Nobody brought up the word plot. plot. That was brought up because on Instagram Live, you said something about the plot. And then when it got to Candace in her comments, someone mentioned that they were just on Monique's Live and she was talking about the plot. So that is why Candace brought it up. You know, the word on the street, like Giselle say, I do think that uh, Monique was dropping it low for, for the trainer guy because her and Chris were having issues. I do believe so. That little fake shit that they pulled on the reunion part three, it was cute. Now, all of a sudden, she's talking about she getting away from she not doing season six. Yeah, I bet you ain't because you ain't doing season six because people really want to know will be left off about the trainer. Okay, that's what they want to know. And then on top of that, the only people that want to film with you is Candace. No, sorry. The only people that want to film with you is Ashley Darby and Karen. And Karen, with her lying ass, she can't even keep her lies up to even save her Botox. Okay? Listen, please stop, y'all. I'm not here to defend, you know, I keep seeing people like, oh, well, these net. listen, these networks ain't been shit. Okay? They ain't been shit. When we had BET, y'all ain't want to come and support BET, okay? Y'all ain't been put pitching no reality shows to BET. The only reality show I remember being on BET was Keisha Cole, Tiny and Toya, College Hill. Y'all ain't want to promote it on there. Y'all wanted to go to the white people stations. So now all of a sudden that we in a civil unrest in the world, now all of a sudden, Everybody saying Andy racist, Nene leaks. You know, she's telling people today not to watch the New Year's Eve, bitch. We watching it. Because you know why? We in lockdown. We ain't in Atlanta having a good ass time. We ain't at your club, Lanithia, whatever the hell. Okay? You wasn't having a problem when you've been on Real Housewives for 10 plus years, cash and checks with Andy. You have plenty of time to tell us about racist acts. But now that the world is in a civil unrest and black women are at the forefront of all of this, you're trying to bring this and trying to benefit. No, honey. I see through the bullshit and I see through you. And them little fans you got, they cute and everything. But they may be rocking with you. But I ain't fucking thought. I ain't thought. You said you were so busy. You had all these things to do. Well, bitch, be busy. Be busy, child. You know, Monique is, you know, oh, I'm leaving because reality. Bye. Bye. You only probably leaving because we really wanted to know, girl, did you have sex with the trainer or not? And that probably was going to be heading into the new season because where we left off at the reunion. Did you have sex with the trainer or not? And I believe that you did because your mama, your, your mother-in-law told us that she was a heifer and that she didn't like you. And she ain't say that just because of nothing, okay? Okay? So she know that you and her son was having issues, all right? But that's no here, no there. Um... We also got Mariah Carey wants to do her life story. Girl, I thought we already had that with Glitter. <laughs> what? How much fucking more life stories you going to give us? 
maybe she's going to tell us how she got with Nick Cannon and had the twins and maybe how she got. I don't know. We don't, we don't need no more life story of you, MC. And somebody was saying, well, maybe she's doing it for money. Money? She got money. All I want for Christmas, every Christmas, it streams number one, billboard, never leaves. She has money. We don't need this tell-all story, okay? Glitter was enough for us. If we want to see your story, we can just stream and watch Glitter while we're home on lockdown. We don't need this shit. We ain't need it and we ain't asked for it at all. Um, <laughs> this. So, you know... <laughs> There was a poll that was taken out there that said uh, Donnie, Donald Trump, he is the most admired man of 2020. <laughs> Listen, y'all. <laughs> I won't be surprised if Trump voted for his damn self, okay, y'all? Now, we, now we, everybody know damn well that nobody like no goddamn Donald Trump. And I keep telling y'all, this man is going to go out with a bang. If he's not going out with a bang, he's going to stay in that bitch with a bang, okay? I just got the feeling that something, something is going to go down. But honey, when he found out he was the most admired man, oh baby, he tweeted this and tweeted that. Then he brought that election fraud in there because he was like, how can this be possible? How, you know, I beat Obama but everyone is saying that Joe Biden won the popular vote, blah, blah, blah. This cannot be. Listen, Donnie, I don't know who you had voted for you, okay? I don't know who they was. I don't know who they was. But I know damn well ain't nobody vote for you to be the most admired man of 2020. There is no way in hell, okay? No way in hell. But we're going to let you have this because... You clearly are still trying to fight this election fraud thing and it's not going the way that you want. So we could at least just let him have this, y'all. Just let him have this one little thing that he has beat Obama with because, baby, he just, child, he just wants to be seen, okay? I'd rather him be seen and not fucking heard, to be honest with you, because everything else, it's a wrap. Um, So Young Thug, you know, he said something about you know, Jay-Z wouldn't be able to perform like 30 songs or something shit. And people wouldn't know. Pretty much, I guess what he was saying was, if Jay-Z gets out there and perform 30 songs, a lot of the generation right now won't even know all the songs. Whereas if he gets out there and sings 30 songs, everybody will understand the bullshit that he rapping about. I beg to differ a little bit only because I went to a Jay-Z concert with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z got hits. You know, the young thug tried to clear it up. He did. But, I mean, if he's talking generation-wise, yes. The generation, you know, they don't know Hove. They not on that wave. So, no, I don't expect them to know the songs. But... I mean, it's just like, you know, this is Jay-Z, kind of like show homage, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, Ducker came back and, you know, he was just like, you know, he not with that internet shit, whatever, whatever. I don't know. But 
Uh, I definitely do think Jay-Z got 30 songs. I do. Now, if we're talking generation-wise, yeah, the newer generation, they're not going to know that shit for sure. They're not They're not going to know none of them fucking words. They probably know a song or two. Um, Hell, you're, they're going to definitely know Thugger. They are for sure. Shit. I don't, and I don't even know all of Jigga's songs. I don't even know all of Young Thug's songs, to be honest with you. I just know a hit or here or two, but... Hey, who who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? Um, hopefully closing out the twerk something segment, these celebrities will get their lives, honey. Get get it together, child, because woo, they have been a mess. <laughs> they have been a complete shit show. Okay, complete mess, a complete mess. Um, so let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is flood social media with pics in twenty twenty, knowing damn well half of twenty twenty we were in the damn house. Okay, we were in the house, so I don't know what kind of pictures y'all got, but we weren't going anywhere. So <laughs> please, just just don't do it. I'd rather you just flood twenty twenty with flood timeline with quotes or some shit. I don't know, but please don't flood it with that, Lord. Please, just just spare us, okay? Spare us. So everyone, this is the last episode of 2020. I just want to thank all of my listeners, thank all my supporters for rocking with me for so long. You know, we have gone into another new year. Um, 2021 is going to bring us so many blessings. Uh, the pod, I feel, is going is moving in the right direction. I just need people to keep subscribing, keep listening, you know, stream us on all available platforms. Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that you can think of and type in Shanghai Chronicles. Okay, good people. Listen, if you go out anywhere tonight, please be safe. Wear a mask. Okay, people, please remember to wear a mask. Have fun. Okay, and happy new year to everyone. I love you all. And I'm out.